Hello, 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 ladies, and welcome to the Liberated Woman podcast. I am your host, Cristiano Green, and I am a mindset coach for women, and I help women overcome rejection, self-doubt, self-sabotage, so they can find liberation and freedom in their lives. And I've got an amazing special guest on today, the amazing Emma Rickard, who is a sex and intimacy coach, eh? Welcome, Emma. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So good to have you on the podcast. I'm looking forward to us having a deep conversation around sex and intimacy and how that helps women to feel liberated in one way or always in their life, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, me too, Emma. So I'd love for you to maybe do a little bit of introduction to yourself and the work that you do so that the the ladies listening can really um, understand exactly what we're going to be jumping into today. Absolutely. Yeah. So like Christiana said, I'm a sex and intimacy coach for women. And so I really help women to get rid of any old mindset that they have around sex. Um, and I specifically love working with women who have been faking in sex where they've been, uh, they haven't had a voice, they've been afraid to say no, they've been afraid to, uh, of rejection and things like that, and they just have this ingrained belief that their pleasure doesn't matter, but it does matter. And I really want to emphasize that you come first and you're responsible for your pleasure and, you know, it is something that you should really, you know, cherish in your life. So um, that's that's the basis of what I do in my coaching is I really help you to unlock um, the, the kinds of pleasure that is available to you and your body um, that you probably didn't know was. Yeah. Wow. And that's, I can imagine from, from my understanding that this would happen to a lot of women, right? Yes. Yes. And it's funny because I actually thought that I was the only one um, who experienced this because growing up I had friends who, um, you know, they would brag about the sexual experiences um, and things like that. And I just used to be like, oh, wow, I wish I wish that I could have that, but I just wasn't. I just wasn't. And, um, you know, from, from a somewhat young age, from being, um, when I first became sexually active, I very quickly learned that it wasn't okay to say no to a man um, because, you know, either they would get cranky, they would get grumpy, you know, sort of stroppy and they'd be like, you know, or um, I would be faced with this kind of like they would keep coming at me being like, oh, like why not, like please kind of and like almost persuading and manipulating and then eventually I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So, um, you know, and then any time that I would say no, it was like, okay, that was it. Like it was a no from me and then you just would never hear from them again. So it's kind of like I just ended up saying yes and it got me into a lot of experiences that I feel a lot of shame around 
um, that I've since let go of. But it, there was a lot of times where I got myself into situations just purely because I was too afraid to say no. And, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of my story, part of it anyway. So and, um, when you're and going through these experiences this. and feeling like you're all on your own, are you suffering in silence or are you, like, talking to your girlfriend and going, like, bloody hell, like, why do you get all this bloody great sex and I'm, like, lumped with all the <laughs> shit, like – you suffer in silence when you're someone who would have communicated it like yeah no never I was very bad at communicating I kept it all in I didn't want people to know that I was like failing at sex um and you know there were a handful of people that I could kind of talk to but it's still I kind of turned it into a joke and I would sort of laugh at the fact of being like oh my god like you'll never guess what happened to me like another crazy you know, story, but really it was like, this is actually painful for me. Yeah. Yes. And that's the thing. We always end up trying to do certain things like make a joke out of our trauma because, you know, we don't really know how to process or deal with it effectively. So we turn it into a joke and, you know, we tell all our friends the the thanks campaign, but really it was actually quite a traumatic experience, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I'm curious to understand that, like, you know, because, like I said, as as women, I know it's common that, like I said, they'll suffer in silence. They're not going to share this stuff. Do you find that some of the other friends or the ladies that are out there do the same thing? Like, they're telling them about all this amazing sex when, in fact, maybe they're not actually enjoying it as much. And they're trying to, like I said, either fit in or mask some of the real shit that's actually going on in their sex. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean. Lucky for some, there are definitely some women out there who um, who just do enjoy sex no matter what. And um, I've since learned that for some women, it is actually really easy to have internal um, And then for the majority of us, it's actually quite difficult, which makes penetrative sex, um, you know, it's not always going to uh, lead to an orgasm. And then it kind of just... And a lot of women don't, uh, including me, had a lot of um, guilt around taking our time or the amount of time that it would take. So, yeah, so definitely I have friends who are like, I'm just like, they're always going to have good sex no matter what. Um, But since talking about it, there are definitely women out there who would either, um, like I did, make it seem better than it actually was um, or, yeah, just, just wouldn't talk about it at all. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it comes with a lot of trauma around that as well, and it can have a lot of energetic blockages in your body and make you then not even want to partake in it as well, right? Yes, yes, exactly. I um, I actually stopped sleeping with men because it was just, I just was like, I I had been humiliated and degraded and I had my boundaries crossed so many times and you know I grew up not really having a great sex education and I didn't have a really good uh, thorough understanding about consent um, and boundaries as well and it just comes down again to the um, education that we got so um yeah the story right (laughs) yeah yeah I can't even remember sometime in high school it was like this is the female parts this is the male parts there was no talk about 
pleasure. There was no talk about how long uh, it takes a woman to orgasm or to reach climax. There's no talk about the arousal uh, response in a female um, and then in a male, all of that kind of stuff just wasn't included. So, yeah, I and that's where I bring a lot of that education into my coaching that we really should have received when we were younger, when we were at the age where we were becoming sexually active. Mm. Um, yeah, so. So what is some of the education that maybe you can share with, with some of the ladies out there? Because, I mean, of course, I'm a gay man. And so for me, this is, that's all foreign for me. So uh, you're going to educate me, but I'm sure there's plenty of women out there who, who still don't know, right? You've done the education. Yeah, absolutely. And, and figured all this stuff out for yourself. But what about the ladies out there who are probably struggling and, and, and maybe do need some education? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Um, so one of the big things that I was like, oh, my God, more people should know about this, uh, was that only around 4 to 18% of women can actually orgasm just from penetration alone. So that is a that is a very small amount of women who just through penetration, whether it's through a penis or whether it's through a toy or fingers or whatever it is, can reliably orgasm every time. So there's a massive, massive portion of women who are having penetrative sex and they're just not being able to get off and they think that there's something wrong with them, yeah. you know, or, yeah. even, you know, it could even be their partner. Um, or like me, they're just faking it because uh, they just want it to be over with because it's really, I mean, it's pleasurable, but it's not enough. Um, so that's, that's a big one. And then also, um, something that I also learned, um, only a, a couple of years ago since diving into this is that our clitoris has erectile tissue in it and it takes anywhere from 15 minutes and all the way up to 40 minutes for the erectile tissue to be fully engorged. And that's when we actually get the most amount of pleasure. So it takes minimum 15 minutes, you know, for, for the erectile tissue there to be fully engorged with blood. It enlarges. And then, you know, the sensation is like so much better. Um, and for some women, um, a lot of women, it's very common to even take 30 to 40 minutes for that to happen, which is why foreplay is so important. Or, you know, even just connecting or having some sort of um, erotic play before you even go into any kind of genital touch or penetration. So, yeah, that's that's sort of the, the very tip of the iceberg in regards to what we actually don't even know about our own anatomy. Um, there's erogenous zones, you know, everyone knows the G-spot, um, but m not many people know a few of the other zones that are in the area. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I can imagine with 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 the time frame being fifteen to forty minutes, and maybe you're you know you're with some some guy that you just picked up. It doesn't usually last that long, does it? <laughs> no, <laughs> not so at all. Um, Experiencing it, and as you said, they're going to think there's something wrong with them, um, and not share it with their girlfriends or talk about it at all because they don't want to be shamed shame saying what's wrong with you girl i can you know orgasm in two minutes right but it's reality it's, it's not it's not the case right exactly yeah 100 percent. you're totally right yeah and because it's not talked about i mean 
sex is very male oriented, you know, and it has been for such a long time. I mean, just the fact that that we believe that sex has a beginning, a middle and an end, and then it ends when there's like a climax or, you know, an orgasm or an ejaculatory experience. And then, you know, that's, that's kind of it. (laughs) It's like, um, you know, in the stuff that we see in the movies where they're sort of making out and then all of a sudden they're doing the deed and then they kind of just fall into the bed in a heap and they're all like, oh, oh my goodness, and they're worn out. And it's like. And that's exactly how these women are getting these perception of how it's supposed to, how they think it's supposed to be because in the movie it's portrayed as hot, steamy, and, you know, boom, boom, shaka, like a, you know, five minutes <laughs> yeah. wonderful experience. Um, when in fact, you know, it can be a lot of different things. It can be fun. It can be messy. It can be, you know, hurtful. It can be like, yeah. you know, can be awkward. Yeah, awkward. for sure. Yeah. 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 And- Absolutely. And if you don't even realize, or, you know, if you don't know what it is that you like, if you don't know how to ask for it, probably never going to have some really great experiences in sex that you that you could be or that is available to you mm-hmm. yeah so then tell us Emma how did you get from being like I said ashamed and and not having boundaries around it not having good education around it deciding that like this wasn't really going to be for you maybe you weren't ever going to experience that kind of pleasure to then obviously going through your own transformation in that area to then helping women so how do we how did Emma get from there to today? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because oh man, sex was something that I just did not talk about. I was like a total prude when it came to that. Um so I guess it began um around about the time that I first experienced sex with a woman. And there was so much time that was dedicated to me and I felt like my pleasure actually really mattered in that moment. And that's not something that I had experienced before. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was being with a woman and I was very lucky that the woman that I was with was, you know, experienced in being with a woman. So that was good. And I, I you know, I had a lot of limiting beliefs and I had a lot of this shame around um, what my vulva looked like. And back then I thought it was called a vagina. Most women do. I mean, that's another thing that we're not really educated about is the entire external part is actually called a vulva. But I had a lot of shame around how it looked, Uh, the smell, the taste, um, you know, the wetness and all of that kind of stuff. Um, discharge as well, which doesn't get really talked about at all, but we all have it. And, um, you know, it changes throughout our cycle and everything like that. So, yeah, and and so I had a lot, there's a lot around that kind of stuff to begin with. And then, you know, the whole not being able to communicate, asking for what I want and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's it began with this this one um person that I was sleeping with that I ended up being in a relationship with for a couple of years. Um and she really helped me sort of learn to actually just love 
that part of me and then there was really nothing to be ashamed of at all. Um, and I'd done, you know, various self-development courses and workshops and um, things like that, but that was more working on, you know, personality flaws that I thought I had, mm. um, which, you know, when you do personal development or when you, you know, if you're a client and you get coaching, you actually very quickly learn that they're not flaws at all. Um, yeah, so, so you know, then it kind of just sort of was sort of steady on that road for a little while. Um, but I think that the real turning point was when I had uh, slept with a guy and he ejaculated inside of me and I did not consent to that at all. And um, he refused to give me money for getting uh, the emergency contraceptive pill, which also people know as the morning after pill. And I was like, are you kidding me? I felt so completely um, like worthless at that point. And I was like, I, you, like you're literally, I, I didn't say that you could do that. I didn't want that. There's no way um, I wasn't taking the pill. I've been naturally cycling for forever, um, not really into, um, yeah, taking the pill or anything. So, yeah, it was like a huge shock for me. And then this, all of the emotions came back of like, I don't matter, you know, I'm just a body, I'm just this person that they're doing this thing with. Um, yeah. And, and I think that was a real turning point for me where I was like, you know what? Enough is enough. And I'm never, ever, ever going to let someone sort of walk over me or I'm never going to like, um, let my boundaries be crossed like that ever again. And so I think that's where I really, it changed for me. I started researching sex. I started, um, looking into, um, you know, ways that I could communicate um, and ask for what I want. I started to like actually look at, okay, well, what actually do I want? What is pleasurable for me? Because if I don't even know what's pleasurable for me, I don't know what to ask for. Um, yeah, and I started looking at like, okay, well, what is creating all of this like such low self-worth inside of me? Mm. That's kind of, um, yeah, that's kind of where it started. And then I actually wanted to start a sex toy brand. Um, because then not long after that happened, I was in another relationship with a woman. Um, and a lot of the, uh, dildos and things like that, that are out there, vibrators, very, um, again, phallic, um, you know, they look like penises, you know, with like the veins on them or the flesh color or, you know, multicolored and stuff like that. And I was like, at this stage, I was still very traumatized and I was very like anti men. <laughs> so I. Why do I, need, why do I um, want this penis looking thing to be inside of me? It would kind of be something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really looked hard and hard and hard. And there's not, there's not a lot out there that, that isn't sort of phallic looking. So, um, yeah. So I wanted to design my own sort of sex toy line. And um, that, caused me then to go even further into, um, you know, mostly female anatomy, which is where then I started to learn more about like the anatomy side of things that I had no idea about. So, um, yeah, I haven't started my sex toy line, but it's, it's in the works. I felt like I wanted to actually start with the coaching and really make that my focus first. 
Yeah. As well. And like, the good thing is, is that, you know, it's on brand anyway. So when you do do it, it, it will fit exactly what you're, you're offering. <laughs> Sign up with me. Yeah. I'll send you a free dildo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. And so then when, of course, you, you help, you started coaching and getting clients, how um, did you realize how common some of these things were? Or like were a lot of the things that women came to you about, like were they similar things? Were they separate things? Like talk a little bit about like what are some of the things that really women struggle with and, and actually come to you for? Yeah, um, the number one thing is communication, asking for what they want. Mm. Um, and then um, body image and genital image as well yeah so I was very fortunate in that before I started coaching I was working as a um, like a beauty therapist a dermal therapist Um, so I worked for laser um, franchise Um, and before that you know I was doing waxing and all sorts of things so I've seen a lot of vulvas in my time thousands so I'm, I'm very fortunate in that I know that they all look different um but unfortunately uh there is hardly any other professions that you would actually get to regularly see different vulvas and so um you know a lot of women do have a lot of um a very low genital sort of self-image they think that it's yucky they don't like it they think it's shameful they think it's wrong it's you know in some sort of way they just really don't like it and that also prevents them from experiencing um, as much pleasure as they could be Um, and also self-image just in general like their body image like not wanting to be in certain positions or not wanting to have the lights on or um, you know be in a certain way um where they're exposed and they feel like oh my god this doesn't look good so those are a few of the things yeah and how much do you feel like the way that a lot of these women feel comes down to you know from men or from society or or like where where, where do you think the, the real problems come from yeah, great question. I love this. Um, so media, so things like the fashion industry and now, you know, with with the, the wave of like social media and Instagram and, um, you know, Facebook and TikTok even and all of that kind of stuff where we're really praised on how we look and how we show up on the internet. Yeah. Um, has hugely influenced how people view themselves because they're only seeing this like this image or these images of people online that have you know usually they've been edited or they've been they're they're posing and stuff like that and it's not a good representation of you know real life um and you know even things like the fitness industry and stuff like that having this like picture of what what healthy looks like you know, which, you know, you can't be any sort of, um, you know, anything over like an unhealthy BMI or an unhealthy weight and you can't have bulges or anything because you're deemed to be unhealthy and which is not true <laughs> at all. So 
yeah, it's, you know, and then and then we've got the medical industry as well on top of that sort of as well, again, saying that, you know, if you don't look this way, then you're unhealthy or like if you eat this way, then you're unhealthy and the rise of plastic surgery has been huge, um, you know, over the past sort of 20 to 30 years um, and like things like labiaplasty and, um, you know, where you're literally changing the look of the vulva to make it seem, um, you know, more acceptable, which is crazy because you can, you know, there's there's a lot of cases where women lose sensation and it's like, would you rather have a vulva that, you know, looks like how a vulva should look, which is so many hundreds and thousands of different ways, um, or would you rather one that, you know, looks like Barbie but you have no sensation? It's ridiculous. Mm, definitely. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. And, of course, this is going to cause a lot of insecurities in women, which is, you know, I'm sure why they come to you in the first place, right, because mm. they – one don't have the education to feel insecure about their body or about how other people perceive them and three don't really realize that as you said there's a hundred thousand different ways of vulva can actually look so you changing yours is like saying i want to look like everybody else right when in fact that's just not possible because as you said a hundred thousand bazillion different variations of vulva <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I kind of describe it. It's like our face, you know. Um, everyone has the same parts, you know, everyone has two eyes for the most part, a nose, mouth, eyebrows, ears, that kind of stuff. A vulva is is made of all the same parts, but it's just arranged differently. And, you know, everyone's is unique, just like our face is unique to us. And you know, there's there's absolutely no need to go changing anything at all. You know, it, it is what it is and it's beautiful and it does what it's supposed to do and it's self-cleaning and all sorts of things. So yeah, it's um I I'm I'm a total pussy worshipper. <laughs> so yeah, we could talk about yeah. it for ages. <laughs> Sounds like you've got a lot of experience and knowledge in uh, in understanding it, right? Which is important for what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So curious to understand uh, from your perspective, because you, you mentioned how, you know, you had so many experiences, almost everyone with, with men that kind of were not pleasurable, which, you know, led to you deciding that that was no longer for you, right? Have you, would you say you've dealt with those issues yourself? And how do you help women who are feeling that same way, like, like experiencing them? Because Women deserve to, to 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 ask for what they want to to enjoy their pleasurable experiences. But if so many men out there are, are focused just solely on getting themselves off, well, how do how do you help women to work through that? It's for the ones who are obviously you know strictly going down the lane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've still had these struggles um, in c communication with the women that I've slept with, the people that I've been in relationship with as well. So um, it definitely doesn't go away just because you have same-sex or opposite-sex partner or any other type of gendered partner. Um, yeah, so a lot of the work I do comes uh, in in the way of communication, first and foremost, we find out, okay, 
What do you actually like? What is it that you want to actually ask for? What's pleasurable for you? And then we look at, okay, what kind of language is comfortable for you to speak in? Right. Because, you know, not everyone's going to be like, I want you to, you know, do this with my clitoris and this and that or my outer labia. Like, you know, you don't want to use, you know, terminology like that or anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, you know, isn't it just a vagina? Yeah. <laughs> Some people, um, you know, a very audio audio base, and they they do just like to talk. But some people they prefer to show, and they're like, okay, do it this way. So we we got to figure out like, okay, well, what's what mm. kind of language um, suits you? What feels comfortable for you? Because that is also a barrier. Like if you feel awkward even just saying the word clitoris, if you feel awkward saying these kinds of words. If you can't even say pussy, like there's straight away you're just going to be like oh I don't want to communicate and then we look at okay like what 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 are some of the things that are blocking you from communicating and asking for what you want like what is actually coming up for you um in your mind and in your body before you actually even speak or use your gestures or whatever like that so and it's different for everyone um but uh, a big thing is like rejection you know, oh, I don't want to be rejected um, or or like being laughed at or being judged for what it is that you actually want. Mm. Um, yeah, and like not knowing how it's going to be received by the other person. So, yeah, then we, you know, depending on what it is, we kind of just work through that and trying to get to a place where you feel comfortable and it's like, oh, okay, actually, you know, that they're just these thoughts and these feelings that I have and these considerations that I have, but you know, you're projecting them onto that other person. They they might not even be thinking those things whatsoever and and actually they could be so grateful that you're speaking what you want because it takes the guesswork out of it for them as well. You know, a lot of us are generally just guessing what the other person wants until we're actually told. You know what I mean? And if both people are faking enjoying something, then you you get this false sense of understanding of what is actually good or or is pleasurable because I did that to that to those three other people and they were, you know, they said it was good, but in reality, as you said, so many women pretend and fake it because sometimes they just want to get it over and done with in the end, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. Different with this guy. But because they're not doing the work on themselves to actually learn how to communicate that stuff effectively, it continues to not be as pleasurable as it can be for for them, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, like you're responsible for your own pleasure. Like it's not the other person's responsibility to be pleasuring you. Um, You know, although they are you know, doing the things for you that are pleasurable, um, it's your responsibility. Like if if your goal is to orgasm, is to climax, then you need to really um, guide that person as to how to get you there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's completely your responsibility. Um, but, you know, me, my goal is to just completely change the way that people actually see sex talk about sex you know um the number one thing that I always talk about with my clients it's not sex isn't something that you have you didn't have sex it's something that you do so you know sex is a doing word 
um, you know, you're not really like getting anything. You can't, you know, acquiring anything. So you don't have sex, you know, you do it. Um, and so just even changing some of these little bits and pieces, these very small changes can really shift the whole dynamic around sex. But, you know, it's pleasure-based. It's not always orgasm-based. You don't, you know, the the goal of orgasm shouldn't be the reason why you're doing sex. So, um, yeah. And, and I think that's important for, for us to, to hear because so many people out there, men and women, think sex is all about the the climax, the ejaculation. That period is what you're 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 building up to the whole time. When in fact, in reality, in a lot of sexual experiences, the 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 most fun part of it has nothing to do with that, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't have to even occur on almost many occasions of sex, right? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Like you got it. And sex doesn't even have to include penetration for it to be valid sex as well. I mean, I look back now and I feel so horrible for some of the things that I said, but when I, the first time I was with a woman, I was like, well, this isn't sex. And I I remember thinking like, no, like we're, if you're just going down on each other and like pretty much the experience is just we went down on each other and we were using our fingers and stuff. And I was like, this isn't sex. You know, like, it's, and then, but, you know, later on when I started looking into it more, I was like, oh, actually, like, sex doesn't just have to be penetration. Like, that's not what sex is. It's it's everything. It's the very, you know, it's the beginning, it's the middle, it's the end, it's the aftercare, it's everything in between. It's the dirty, dirty texting and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, uh, that's another thing because it's so male-centric um everything that we're taught about sex so like even just the fact that you know penetration always has to be involved and there always has to be a climax of some sort yeah it's um i really wanting to change that whole narrative what do you think needs to happen in order for that to be changed um education i think is a huge one like just educating people and getting it out there and trying to help change people's perspectives um, and also getting people to actually go outside of the box and to, you know, and to have, you know, date nights or have to, to have nights where there is no penetration involved, you know, with their partner and, you know, see what other things you can actually do um, to create pleasure with each other and have that shared experience. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. So Emma, I'd like to ask this question to, to everyone who comes on the podcast. Tell me what does liberation mean to you as a woman? And you can talk about it in any context, but like, tell me what that means to you. Oh, I love this question. Um, so liberation to me is, is just being free of any expectations that anyone has on you and even yourself has like on yourself because we all have expectations of ourselves, which is usually some sort of reflection of society's expectations or religious expectations and things so yeah being liberated is just 
being able to be free and fully expressed in yourself, in your sexuality, um, you know, and in your communication, all of that kind of stuff, the, re- the way you relate to people. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah, I love that. Mm. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on here, Emma. Before I, before I actually, you know, let everyone go, is there anything you'd love to, like a final message you'd love to hear, uh, like live with the, the ladies that are listening today? Um, you come first. That's all I'm going to say. And you can take it <laughs> so many different ways. Emma. I love that. What a perfect way, <laughs> way to end it. Awesome, Emma. So can you tell the ladies how can how can people find you? Like where how can they connect with with you, Emma? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so my name is Emma Rickard, and um, on Instagram it's Emma Rickard underscore coaching. And um, yeah, and I also have a Facebook group as well. So the Facebook group is called It's My Pleasure. And um, yeah, I put extra juicy things in there that I don't put on my other feeds. Awesome. So ladies, if you want the extra juicy things and you're ready to take it to the next level, come join Emma Rickard's group because it's my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice play on the word. It's my pleasure as well. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. well, thank you so much, Emma, for being here today. It's been a pleasure getting to talk to you and sharing your wisdom here. Um, Educational for me, and I'm sure educational uh, for so many of the ladies out there. So appreciate you here. And for everyone else, I'm going to be back here next week with another episode. But comment below, reach out to me. If you've got any comments or questions, because I always love hearing from you ladies on uh, on the topic that we talk about each week. But until then, I'll catch you next week. Bye for now.